I, I really, really wanted to uh, take time. I, I know lots of folks are out on vacation still, uh, but we are believing that 2020 is not just going to be an ordinary year. Amen? That's right. Uh, now, how many of you know that I wear glasses? If you can't see it, now you know. Uh, you know, I, I wear glasses for a reason. What is the reason why we wear glasses, folks? You can't see. <laughs> you can't see. Uh, there's a thing called age. And as you age, some of you are blessed. How many here have 20-20 vision stuff? I call that experience. You call that experience? I'm advanced in years. Okay. Um, so uh, a lot of people here, how many people here don't have 20-20? How many here don't have 20-20 and you refuse to wear glasses? Gotcha. In denial. Got it. Okay. Um, so the idea of 2020 is having perfect vision. Is that right? That this is not just a year that is 2020. How many of you know that God wants to give clarity of vision this year? Yes. Amen. How many of you want to see a little bit more clear into your future? Come on now. Woo! Right? Okay. So uh, we are definitely excited about 2020. But beforehand, if you notice, uh, we are both here. So my name is Pastor Mike. This is Pastor Chris. We are uh, the pastors here, and I'm beloved. And we lead together with an awesome group of leaders who are amazing. And uh, we're just excited for 2020. We are believing for greater things to come. But before we do so, how many of you know that sometimes uh, you got to learn to look at the past, but not to remain in the past, but to learn from it? Yes. Now, I, I want to talk a little bit about Chris. Hey, when you're looking into 2019, when you look back in 2019, what are some things that you learned that you believe you're going to take into 2020? Uh, I definitely learned how to be a parent. Woo, come on. Uh, 2019 have been... Uh, Interesting to say the least. I have uh, almost two years old now, a uh, boy, and he is super active right now, running around, uh, biting everything, uh, bumping into things, uh, very curious, touching things that he's not supposed to touch. And so, uh, a lot of growth for me, learning. Um, you know, God kind of talked about it in the Bible that our relationship, even in church, reflects. Um, this parenting um, relationship that I, I kind of experienced throughout last year. And I learned what it means to have unconditional love. Yeah. Anyone say amen? amen. amen. You walk with people, and, or, or when you're raising a child, you start learning about yourself more than the child. Yeah. And you start learning how impatient you are, right? How, how easily angered you are. Uh, and, you know, one of the big uh, learning points for me was... Uh, to discipline, uh, not out of anger, but out of love. My parents, you can relate to me. Like when you're trying to discipline your kids, the Bible says that you shouldn't provoke your children to be angry, right? And a lot of times we like to correct or discipline uh, uh, another person or your children out of anger, not out of love. And I find myself in those kind of positions where my wife have to pull me back and say, hey, 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 you need to chill. And I didn't realize it, but there was something that God was pointing in, in me to go, oh man, like I, I totally missed that and I had to work on that. So 2019, a lot of self-discovery in that area. Wow. Yeah, that's great. Well, for me, I don't know about y'all, but for me, it's been a great year of stretching. How many of you likes to stretch? Anybody here exercise? Yes. Okay. Uh, how many here have stretch marks? Yes. Let's not talk about that. Yes. <laughs> I did one day. But how many of you know that stretch marks only come with expansion? That's right. I have scars to prove it. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I, I really believe with all my heart that, you know, like this past 2019 has been an expansion for me personally. So we, we have, uh, we, God bless us with a restaurant. And I called to and it's been an amazing year. How many of you know that running a business is not easy? Uh, on top of that, having a family and trying to balance everything out with the kids' schedule, uh, but also a, a, a full-time ministry, uh, discipleship time, and then also cell group time, and also all the meetings that comes in between. Uh, how many of you know that life can get busy real quick? Here's a question I want to ask you. What do you want to be marked by? Because we can be marked by busyness or we can 
we, we can be marked by purpose and hope. I actually believe that in 2020, one of the things that God has really wanted me to see is I'm going to be stretched even more. I'm going to be stretching even more. But I don't have to stretch until I snap. I can stretch until I expand. Wow. Understand the difference? You can be stretched until you snap. How many of you ever experienced that before? Where you were so stretched, but then you stretch yourself a little too much beyond actually the timing. Because sometimes we get impatient with stretching, don't That's we? True. Like we wanted to get it over with as quickly as possible. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Like I am done with this process. I just want to get through this. I just want it to be done already. I want this to be over. And then you yes. snap. Yeah. And then you snap. You've been there before? Yes. Yeah. Some are, I'm looking at, again, I'm going to pick on Isaiah and Erica real quick. This beautiful new couple here with, uh, with a baby on the way. And, uh, are, I could see a stretch face right here. I just, I just sense it. But can I tell you that there's grace in the stretching? Amen. You have a coach. And the coach is going, oh, I'm going to put, have y'all ever done the exercise? You know what you're trying to do? That? It's not a split. But you're doing the butterfly, you know what I'm talking about? And you have somebody like behind you pushing you down a little bit because you, if not, you get lazy. Two people that exercise in this room. Okay, uh, got it. So, I mean, like, you know, where you're being pressed down so that, that, you know, you go a little bit beyond because the truth is, is we will always settle for the default. And what is the default? Comfort. That's always going to be the default mode. But God, how many of you know that God is your coach? And he's pushing you just a little bit more further because you can. Amen. Amen. You can do all things through Christ who strengthened you. Amen. Okay, so that's 2020 for us, man. And uh, I just want us to read this passage real quick. And I believe because a lot of people plan for 2020. And I just want to give uh, this specific passage here. Can we read it together in the count of three? One, two, three. In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord established their You know what, well, let's stand up real quick. Let's stand up and read that again. Let's honor the word of God. Proverbs 16, verse 9. One, two, three. In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. And those who believe say, Amen. You may be seated. Awesome. So we all plan our course. How many here already have New Year's resolution? Yeah. How many here broke them already? I don't see any. You still good? Okay. Praise the Lord. Okay. Great. Uh, you know, we, we all have plans. Is that correct? We all have plans. We all want to do a little bit better. We want to see better things to come in the 2020. But ultimately, I believe that God has a will for us in 2020. Amen. You know, we all have plans and God doesn't mind you planning. But however, we need to prioritize the will of God above our plans. Because how many of you know that plans always go south sometimes. It doesn't always go according to what you imagine, especially when Jesus is involved. You know, when uh, we think that when, the, when Jesus told the disciples, hey, we're going to go ahead and cross this lake right now, they're thinking, oh, we are in the most safest place. Why? Because Jesus is in the boat. But what they didn't see was a storm that was heading their way. Have you ever felt like that before God commands you to go somewhere and there's a storm waiting for you? Have you ever wondered that? Like, why, why did you send me into the storm? No, he didn't send you into the storm. God, you know, whether God sent you or not, there's going to be a storm. Anybody know what I'm talking about? We're very quiet this morning. Y'all alive? You okay? My gosh, okay. So 2020 resolutions, what I really long to see for our congregation is we need to learn to respond to the word of God. Everybody say amen. amen. Let's be active, okay? So, uh, you know, uh, I believe that when Jesus was in the boat, uh, it didn't mean that the storm wasn't going to come. The storm was going to come. But how many of you know that Jesus was not worried about a storm that he has authority over? Right. See, you can sleep on a storm that you have authority over. That's right. Yes. And then, of course, you know the story. He woke up and then he rebuked the storm and the storm, the storm ceases. And what was the question that Jesus asked? Where is your faith. Can you imagine that scene just real quick? The, the storm called out, they're all amazed, like, man, even the wind and the waves listen to this guy. And then and then they were they were just and then you see Jesus kind of looking like this. So Jesus, you lost something? What are you looking for? I'm looking for your faith. Yeah, that's right. Wow. That's right. Because I do you notice that Jesus didn't say, uh, you can go ahead and depend on my faith. He says, Where are your your faith? 
I already gave you faith. You could have told that storm to calm down. Come on. Right. I wonder how many of us here need to take responsibility for what God's already given us this year. We need to take responsibility already for what God has already given. And then you need to exercise it instead of waiting on the Lord. God says, oh, the ball is in your court. Yeah. Come on, don't shoot me down when I'm preaching. Good. Somebody say amen. Amen. All right. So if you, oh, man, I appreciate you, brother. Bless your heart. God bless you. Multiply, Jesus. We pray for twins. Did you say twins? He got scared there for a minute. So, uh, 2020, uh, we believe that uh, we are going to uh, uh, learn what it means to really prioritize the will of God. So, we're going to be reading through Romans chapter 12, verse 1 to 8. You can write that down. It's going to be the, the passage that we're going to be tearing apart this morning. Are you guys ready for the word? Amen. Yes. Awesome. All right. We're going to read it together. Count of three. One, two, three. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. One more. Go ahead and read that. One, two, three. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Do you, do you notice that it says that God's will according to this is already given? See, you don't have to ask for His will anymore. His will is already given, but you need to discover what that will is. Yeah. The will is already given, but in order for you to test and approve what His will is, there's something that needs to take place, and that's what we want to talk a little bit about today, okay? Yeah, and if we look at the the verses that we were just reading. If we can go back to verse 1 real fast. Yep. It says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies. How many bodies? All the bodies. All the bodies. <laughs> okay? You offer your neighbor's body, your cell member's body. No, look, it says bodies because it's not talking about just you. Right? It's not individual. Here's the context. We, we, we read this so many times, and it probably is your favorite verse. You're like, I'm offering my body as a living sacrifice. If you understand what it's talking about, it's talking about a lot of people, not just you. That's right. That's good. Because the Bible is not about you. Wait, what? The Bible is never about you first. Because the Bible reveals to us who God is and His will for His people That's right. that we are included in. Oh, Americans don't like that because we're just part of God's plan, but not the center Ooh. of God's plan, right? We, we're, not the, we're not the main star? No, we're not. Apparently, to this, according to this verse, we're not. It says, offer your bodies. bodies. How many bodies are here? A <laughs> But I want you to pay attention to the next sentence because it will reveal to us what Paul is trying to tell us. Offer your bodies as how many sacrifice? How can we sacrifice? How, how, how can we offer many bodies as one sacrifice? At the same time. Because it's talking about a church community. That's right. It's talking about a group of people who gets that they are sacrificing their lives. We sang that song, it's your breath in our lungs. Do you know that when we come together as a body of Christ, that's why it's, we use the word body, we are offering really our life. And we become one as a living sacrifice. And I think the key point here is this word sacrifice, right? Yep, yeah, that's right. So talk a little bit about that, about well, that word sacrifice. Uh, how many of you love that word sacrifice? No. <laughs> See, that word sacrifice is not a very fun word, right? I mean, like, I, and I think uh, we as a community, we really, really need a corporate shift in this idea of sacrifice. 
because this sacrifice here is actually revealed in two words in, in verse 1 and 2, and we're going to see it in a bit. Uh, the first one is worship, and the second one is obedience, right? Do you know how you want, do you know how you worship God properly according to this passage? Somebody talk, talk to me. How do you worship God properly according to this passage? It's okay, we can have a conversation. What is it? Offer our bodies. Offer our bodies as a living sacrifice. Thank you for reading it over again. I love that. Okay, go ahead right there. Our lifestyle. Our lifestyle. Awesome. That's good. Great. What is specifically about our lifestyle? Holiness. Holiness. Awesome. Pleasing to God. I like that. It's right there. It's going to be reading all these words right here. She's like, therefore, I urge you. Okay. Uh, we don't want to fail the test, so we just kind of give all the right answers right here. Uh, that's great. Okay, so uh, obviously, uh, according to this passage, it says, in view of God's mercy. Do you notice that it begins with God's mercy? Do you know what it means? Uh, this whole passage was referring, because Paul was talking from, from Romans uh, chapter 1 to all the way to Romans 11, talking about the plan of salvation, talking about how we were sinners and how Jesus saved us. So now that you are new creation, now that you have already been transformed by God into this whole new species that never existed before. By the way, did you know that about yourself? That when you believe in Jesus, you become a new creation. And that word new there is the word prototype. And it literally means something that, it, that, that never existed before. Tell your neighbors, you, you're sitting next to a prototype. Tell them that. Tell them this. Ask them this. Do you know how blessed you are sitting next to me? <laughs> Do you know how blessed you are sitting next to prototype A? <laughs> that you are a brand new creation. Now we need to live as a new creation. So the Bible says that we are offering up our bodies as a, a living sacrifice. You have to understand this. If you don't live the corporate body of Christ, you are not going to be able to have true and proper worship. You cannot do this solo. Right. Amen. You were never meant to be Rambo. Amen. For those of you who are younger, you were not meant to be, I don't know who today. <laughs> you were never meant to be Kobe Bryant. Ooh, he retired. <laughs> I see some people like, what, what you trying to say, Pastor? I'm about to leave this church if you insult the Lakers. Um, I'm not insulting the Lakers. I, I, I love the team now. Um, <laughs> I'm going to read it back real quick. Okay, so. Let's not go there, Mike. Now, uh, I really believe that when we learn to live corporately with one another, I'm not just talking about coming here on a Sunday, no. I'm talking about really learning to love one another. How many of you know that a body is attached to one another? Yes. I can't say that you're my body member if I just, can you imagine if you are a body member? Come here. Come on, come here. Come here, So if we are one body, if we are one body, we're attached to one another. Is that correct? Yes. We are attached to one another. Can we be a body if this is a, oh, this is my arm. You are, you are such a strong arm. Okay, it's very, yeah, this is a Sunday. It's so good to see you, my arm. Okay, bye. <laughs> and then you live the rest of the week without. Your arm. See, there goes my arm. <laughs> my arm then sat down. Um, can you imagine how ineffective your life will be if you do not function with the whole body? Yes. Yes. Does that make sense? Can you live? Yes, you can, but you will not be maximized. That's right. You will live a full life. Does that make sense? You will not be. You will not be maximized if you are separated from the source because you need to be connected to the head, and the head has a body. Our head is Jesus Christ, but the body is the church. If you are not connected, you cannot experience the life of Christ. That's right. That's right. We need to be connected. Somebody say connected. connected. And that means we really need to enter into one another's life. Yes. Oh, I don't like that. Oh, I just, my goosebumps have goosebumps right there. I don't like that very much. I don't want people in my business. 
Well, it's that, that's the, the root of your problem. That there's nobody in your business and you are in your own mess. You know, God has desired and God has planned us to live together in one body. This is our true and proper worship. So would you look at somebody and go, I need you. Go ahead and tell them that. Go ahead and tell them that. And that's why when we when we talk about sacrifice, we want to make a statement today that sacrifice is central in your worship life and in your obedience. How many of you know that there won't be any relationship without sacrifice? There won't be any marriages without sacrifice. Come on now. There won't be any successful children raised if there is no sacrifice. That's right. There won't be a freedom in this country if there is no sacrifice. How many of you know that? Amen. But how come we expect that there will be a thriving church without no sacrifice? Why do we you can't say amen, you say. Ouch. Why do we expect that our cell group is going to be amazing this year in 2020? I'm expecting that my leaders will lead us into a new era, all these things, right? Without you, sacrifice. It's an unrealistic expectation. So you can't have a thriving church community without people who want to lay down their lives. This is why the word sacrifice is so crucial. And I think we forget that every time we walk into a room and we feel life, someone must have sacrificed something. That's right. Do you get that? If you walk in into a cell group on a Friday night, right? Anyone in our cell group? Yes? Thursday night, Wednesday night, Tuesday night? I don't know which one you're part of. Whichever you walk into, you walk into a living room, and then you, you walk in and, you know, these are the great comments that we heard all the time. Man, I just felt God's presence. Man, I just felt so much love and acceptance and life. Let me tell you what you didn't see. Someone vacuumed until 2 a.m. last night. And not only that, someone had to spend their money to get some rotisserie chicken for all your kids. The presence of God is not just something supernatural, but he expresses himself through us. Those who lay down their life, we will see life. Right? And so when you walk in here, let's say on a Sunday morning, Pastor Mike, and you felt like, man, I just felt like I could engage God in our worship. You didn't see, but there's some people standing here trying to be on pitch the whole entire 30 minutes so that you can just enjoy the presence of God. That's right. And those same people are rolling up cables and throwing it into the boxes and pushing it into the truck so that you can enjoy the presence of God. There's no community life without sacrifice. And you can't see our beautiful faces unless somebody set up these lights. You know, you got to know that. uh, How many know that we have an amazing build crew in this place? Can I ask you, do you know how many people is in the build crew? Two. Two or three. How many of you see there's an issue with that? Can I challenge you this year? Let's learn to roll up our sleeves and be a body. Wow, yeah. come on, that's right. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. I'll give you an amen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for somebody. Thank you. We got to be a body, amen? Amen. I'm telling you this right now. There's so much needs going around. And we're going to talk about how we're going to plug into some of these things later on. Because this entire month, uh, our sermon series is very simple. We're called the Love Crew. Amen? And the Love Crew is not just those who are serving. The Love Crew is the whole church. Amen? Tell your neighbors, we're the Love Crew. We're the Love Crew. Amen? Amen. Because you are the crew that expresses the love of God. You are the crew that make the love of God tangible. Let's continue on, because these passages will tell us a little bit more about what it is, the attitude yeah. that we need yeah. to have. And, you know, Apostle Paul said it like this, as a matter of fact, for, in 2 Corinthians 4, 11, 12, for we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, Jesus' sake, so that his life may also be revealed in our mortal body. What Paul is saying is like, 
We know we constantly serve y'all, even though we're being persecuted, even though we're going through all this mess, but we continue to serve you. So then, death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. you. So Do you know? Here's the reality. Whenever you experience life in community, it's because somebody laid down their life. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. When you experience life in community, it's because somebody laid down their life. But you know, if you want to continue to receive life and not give it, we call you Dracula. You are, you are not created to be a vampire. You are created to be a life giver. Amen. 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 You know, best like, there's like parents in our community that are really passionate about raising up our kids yeah, totally. in such a way. And uh, a, lot of, a lot of us don't get to see them, but they're always on the other side of the room. They're with their kids, even right now. Uh, and no one forced them to it. They just had the love crew moment, right? Like we're one body and no one is doing this. What do we do about this? And so we need to come together and figure it out. And ta-da, born Abba kids. That's right, man. I, I want to encourage all the parents here. I think it takes a village to raise children, right? Yeah. Parents who are waiting on your babies. You know, living, living here by myself uh, without any families close enough to, um, drop off my kid, or if, if I need a date night or something like that. I, I sense the value of community in such a real way. And, and you know, I wanna let you know that you are in a safe space for your kids to be raised in a godly way. Amen. And there is a space for you, even if you're not married or have kids. You know, what I love about our cell group is that we are bombarded with kids. And how many how many uh, how many kids is, your, is in your cell group? There's plenty. There's probably this this Friday we were bombarded with everybody, like we were un outnumbered. You know, they went they went in and like poof tornado. You know, like people that came before like never seen them before. They're like whoa, right? But um, it, it it gave us a perspective about what it means to be like the early church. You think the early church had a children ministry? No? Guess what? Your house is probably 10 times bigger than theirs. That's right. Where are all the kids? Together with them. How do we raise a generation that gets what church is? That gets what the family is? I think we are, a lot of times, we don't like messy. And that's why we're kind of don't like, like noise. Yeah, we're like, no, like, you know, let's put them in a room and kind of just, you know, have someone watch over them. That's true. But I think in, in, in the realness of it, community life, it's messy, but it's worth it. Amen. If you're in it for the long run, I'll tell you, these kids are going to grow up so differently. Amen. They're going to impact their generation. Amen. And so I just want to encourage all the parents, join in. Yes. Parent someone else's child together. Because God called us to raise this community together. Amen. Right, so let me encourage you to do something else too. Uh, if you see a love crew today, somebody who's serving, can you just come up and go, hey, thank you so much for serving. Mm -hmm. Can we do something like that? Yeah. Can we appreciate if you see somebody in the worship team or you see somebody in the build crew doing stuff, would you come up to them and go, hey, I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for serving. You know, there's a lot of people who work in the background. Look at all these. You know, this is, this is an elementary school. You do realize that, right? This is an elementary school that has transformed every single uh, every single Sunday into a magical place called Avalanche Church. Amen. I mean, like, but it did not just like you don't just come and poof, all of a sudden everything is here. Somebody laid down their life. Somebody woke up earlier. <laughs> that's that's for me, that's like lay down your life. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you have a wife and you let her sleep a little bit longer, you're laying down your life. Yes. It's it's, it's real. Sacrifice is a real thing. And so when we sing that song again, I love that we sang that song today. It's your breath in my lungs. That's right. That's it, right. It's really you that God is looking amen. for. Amen. 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 Okay. Well, let's continue. I really believe that God has more for us. Amen. Amen. All right. So uh, verse three continues. It says, for by the grace you have given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. But rather, think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed each of you. 
For each, just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though uh, many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. See, the first, the first word that we want to address in verse 1 and 2 is the word sacrifice, but the word here that we want to address is the word belong. Yeah. Do you know that a lot of times, a lot of people can come to a Sunday celebration like this, or, or visit a church but never feel belong? so true. Yeah. Is that true? How many of you go to a workplace and you work there every day? You could work there for 20 years and never feel belong. Right. Is that right? You could be born in a family. You could be born in a family. You grew up in that family but never feel belong. Is that correct? Because a belonging is a sense of acceptance. It's a sense of uh, 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 a sense of worth and value. It's a sense of understanding that I am accepted and loved here. That my, my existence matters. Do we really belong to one another? And this is why many people move from church to church. Did you know that? That's so true. The number one struggle, and, and it was funny. They go, man, it just, you know, something wrong with the coffee. <laughs> That's why I moved to church. You know, I went to uh, this one church, man. Everything was great, but then I went to the toilet. It was disgusting. And that was it. It was not even about Jesus. It was about dirty toilets. There's a research on that. There's an actual research, the two reasons why most church grow in number, two reasons. You ready for this? Children ministry and clean bathrooms. Can I, can I tell you that this is how much our, our Christian culture has become such a consumeristic culture. That bathroom is what determines whether or not you belong somewhere. Can you say sad? I mean, that's what it is, though. That's what it is. And I want us to shift that. Amen. Amen. So what does that look like? When you see somebody brand new who comes here, don't ignore them. Don't run to the bathroom. That's why it's so dirty. Today. Go clean the bathroom. But instead, I want you to sit down to them, and I want you to look at somebody and say, Hi, is this your first time here? My name is. Don't even. Introduce yourself. Can somebody look at your neighbor and go, hi? Hi. Hello. Tell him, hey, you look amazing today. Tell him, I'm not trying to pick up on you, though. Tell him this. You ready for the next question? Here's Revolution. You ready? What's your name? You ask that question. Can I encourage you? Can we learn to be a community that really, really are hospitable? Can we learn to be a community that if we are the love crew, that everybody is in it together? Amen? I think gangs do a better job at sense of belonging than church many times. If you can't say amen, you say, all the gangsters sitting here say amen. We need more gangsters in this place. All I'm saying is that this word belonging is really talking about more than just plugging in into a church program. Yeah. Come on. It's not finding a, the best program that you can find. You know, some, some people, they drop off their kids at children's ministry and they go on a date. It's real, it's true, it's ugly, but that is the reality of our churches today. Wow. How do you think Jesus feel when he looks at all of this. You see, one body member sacrificing and another part not realizing that they belong to the same body. This is the sense of belonging that we want to want you to catch. This is a value. Because if you have a distorted sense of belonging, we'll feel either two of these things. Number one, we might feel trapped. Maybe if your sense of belonging, you understood it as Manipulating, controlling, uh, I don't want to get stuck into like this thing. I don't want to commit to it because I might feel trapped. Or on the other hand, maybe you have this false sense of freedom where you never really belong to anywhere. Because actually it's not the toilet, it's not the kids ministry, it's your fear of commitment. It's your fear of walking with other people who are going to be real who are going to be messy, 
who are going to need love and acceptance just like you do. And I want to call out the greatness in each one of you, Abba. I believe that Abba exists with a sense of belonging that God already placed in this place. And we need to live up to it. That's right. Uh, and, and ultimately, that's that's exactly what it is. It, maybe if you grow up, and, you know, like if you grow up restricted, <laughs> and so this this word belonging can be so distorted to you because belonging can be controlling. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be controlled. That's why I don't want to belong there. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Because maybe that's been your part or that's your experience of belonging. For some, you know, you say stuff like this. That's the false freedom that you're talking about. You know, I I I want to have a freedom to always choose. Can I ask you a question? Is that realistic, even in real relationship? No. Yeah, can you get married and go, listen, we're going to get married, but we're going to have an open relationship. Yeah. What that means is this. I can date you today, but tomorrow it could be somebody else, and you can't be mad. Why? Because we are free. No, that's, not that's not false freedom. That's fear of commitment. That's right. That's right. That's right. If you can't say amen. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's a fear of commitment it's a fear of being inconvenient is that correct yes. but yet then you want to experience life and you want to receive life God did not call us to be selfish as to be selfish God calls us to be selfless amen do you know that you are most like Jesus when you sacrifice yourself that's why Paul said like this, it's an honor for me to join in the suffering of Christ. Yes. Do you know that when you lay down your life, and you don't, have, by the way, for you to serve, you don't have to wait to be perfect. I think that's some of the, the fear also. Oh, I'm not there yet. Anybody ever think that way? I'm not quite there yet. Yeah. I don't have all my life together. Well, if you're going to wait till all your life is put together when Jesus comes back, nothing gets done. <laughs> Until Jesus comes back. Jesus is not asking for your profession or your ability. He's asking for your availability. Wow. He's asking for you to say yes and let him worry about the consequences. Amen. 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 Then you're going to go, God, I'm in. I, I'm, I'm not about playing this Sunday thing. I'm in. What do you want me to do? How do I lay down my life for my brothers, for my sisters? Because there is a beauty in sacrifice. Amen. 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 Let's look at this last part right here because I think it, uh, he just wraps it up and concluded in the verse 6 to 8, right? It says, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. And so we see that, um, we see the first key word that we look at, sacrifice. And the second one that we look at, belonging. And in this last one, if you pay attention to this whole entire passage, you see that one word kept on being repeated, not repeated, defeated, repeated, and it's gift. Gift, 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 giving, giving, grace, grace. You know what grace means? Gift. <laughs> grace means gift, undeserving gift. And so it's all about gift. But what are we supposed to give? And people think, when they think about gift, they think about talents. They think about what I'm good at. They think about money. They think about money. But actually, that's not what it's saying. What it's saying is that God wants you to give Yourself. Ooh. Now, what do you carry? You might carry different things, but we're all designed differently. That's right. And so, when you give yourself to others, love becomes real. Come on. Amen. You see, God is not, well, 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 you know, you can give your money and you can give your gifts and your talents and you can give your time without giving yourself. That's right. That's right. That's right. Is that right? Yeah. Tell your neighbors, I, I, I think that word is for you. Go ahead and tell them that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. Uh, it, you know, you can give without giving yourself. It's like it's like when parents buy their children toy. Right. Right? 
but actually like they're what, buying, yeah, they're right. Buying. But their children actually want them to play Ooh. with them because your presence is the most important yeah. thing. Yeah. But sometimes we parents think that if I just buy him this thing, then maybe I could get away with being present. Yeah. Ooh. It's the same thing in church. A lot of times we feel that if we just do it, they just want my service. They just want my money. They just want my time. We have this wrong, distorted image of what giving Ooh. yourself look like. Come on. But God wants you. God wants you to give yourself. Ooh. Because your presence matters than anything else. That's right. Right? That's because right. he always raised up people to the occasion. Yeah. See, what changes your children is not the present. It's your presence. What changes your children is not the present, it's your presence. You know how many, listen, I'm guilty of this too. How many of you have ever spoken this over your children? Do you not know that I fed you? That I clothed you and everything that you, the roof over your head, your room, your toys, your bed, everything is mine. Wow. You understand? Like, do you not know what I've given you? But if you never gave yourself, you didn't give that child nothing. If you can't say amen, you say, okay. <laughs> Can I encourage you? What we really, and that's not only for children, yeah. that's also for this community. Right. That you can give your gift, you can give your advice, and that's all great. But if you don't give yourself, there's no transformation that takes place. Being a love crew is not about helping. It's about, are you willing to die for this? Yeah. Are you willing to lay down your life for this? Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think this verse is so powerful. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Not this verse. We have, a, we have a statement before this. We have a statement in our church that is our value, actually. And we say, can we read it together in uh, count of three? One, two, three. Sure. Serving is an honor. Would you say that one more time? Serving is an honor, not a burden. Now, would you tell the neighbors right next to you? Serving is an honor, not a burden. And it's so true because Pastor Mike said it: to serve is to be like Jesus the most. Yeah. Right. And so uh, there's this verse that I love so much. We were talking about it uh, on Romans 8:32, and it says, "He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all," talking about the Father God. How will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? That means because God, the Father God already gave Jesus, he's saying, what else will I not give to you? That's right. See, when you give your presence, you will give everything else. And so don't worry about what you have or what you don't have. You can give yourself. It's, it's being... Um, it's being genuine. Yeah. You know, when we when we live in community, there's a there's a temptation to be someone else, Ooh, to be like someone else. I need I need to perform, look like I feel like those people they're more valued because they can talk more or like it, it, it feels like they can do a lot more things. And so I need to be more like them, my personality. And we stop being genuine of who we are. We forgot that in the sense of belonging part, God says that we are all different. And if you stop being yourself, then we're missing an expression of Jesus wow. among us. You're all part of the same body. And so I just want to encourage you that as we think about this Love Crew Month, as we think about serving, as we think about giving, it's not about the gifts. It's about your presence and how unique God has made you and why God put you here. Do you know that God has given every single one of you the ability to lead? Amen. You know, the ability to lead is not just somebody who's up here. The ability to lead is the ability to influence. Amen. And everybody got that. Amen. 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 You have the ability to influence. See, uh, here's what we're looking for in 2020. We're not looking for helpers. We're looking for leaders. Amen. You understand the difference? Because you see, a helper is not all in. A leader is. We're not looking for this just who's going to give a willing hand, which is great. But what we're asking for is for you to lay down your life. You're like, what? Yeah. Because when we lay down our life, Jesus is made most visible in this place. Amen. Amen. How would you like to, can you just, can you just think through this real quick with me? 
What would it look like for every single one of us? Let's just imagine. Imagine what would it look like if every single one of, uh, if, if of, of the members of this community laid out our life? What would that look like? What would that look like in your family? How many people can experience Jesus because you, uh, you stop choosing your pride and you start to lay down your life? You start listening to people. How many here have a hard time listening? Praise Jesus. Is it just me? Okay. You know, how, what would it look like for you to lay down your life and actually listen? Instead of you're the one with all the answers. The reason why you never get to the better answers is because you never ask better questions. Woo! What would it look like for you to start asking better questions? <laughs> and stop trying, to, stop trying to tell people the answer. Stop asking better questions. What can I do? What can I give? How about yourself? Because you see, God gave his best. That's why he can give you the rest. Who wow. it rhymes. Your mind just thinks that way. Right? Yeah, my mind just thinks like that. I'm a rapper at heart. Thank you, Jesus. Preachers and rappers are very thin line. Um, so, I, I, right, Ed? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's something that I want us to learn to value together. Say it again. Serving is an honor, not a burden. Serving is an honor, not a burden. So what are we going to do? Serve. Serve. Yes. I want to challenge you. Join a love crew. This, what is a love crew? You know, our church life changes. If you notice that we were in a different building before, now we're here. And I don't know what 2020 has, God has in store for Ooh, I us. I can tell you. I can tell you. I can tell you. I don't know how many more years uh, what God has in store for us, but I know that it's going to be good. Amen. However, this, this is what I'm challenging you. Love crew is not about the task that we need to finish. It's about the people that we're serving. And so when you're entering into love crew, this is our way of serving the community in such real ways. For example, setting up, setting down. We have a crew called Build. Yep. We have a crew that sets up lighting. We have a worship crew. We have crew that sets up coffee. We have a crew that actually would like to just... Um, give announcement and um, communicate better to the community. We have media crew, and I can go on and on and on and on. We have a lot of needs in these different things. Abba kids, um, I just lost my words. All these different crews. Okay, we all have brain fun. Yes, I just get so excited over this. I want you to know that this whole month we'll be talking about love crew. I want you to join one. As a matter of fact, this entire month, here's a challenge that we have for you. Something practical, y'all ready? How about I challenge you this month to show up at 8 o'clock in the morning and help with the build crew? Yes. Amen. This is where the rubber meets the road. Right. Yes. This is where it gets real. Uh, I want you to see what it takes to build this whole place up. Yes. Would you join the build crew at 8 o'clock in the morning? Just for this month. Just one month. Yeah. Give it a try. Yeah. Give it a whirl. Maybe you discover a heart as you're doing it. How many of you know sometimes we don't know what we don't know? Yeah. And until you get in, you won't know. Amen. Amen. So I challenge you this month. Would you show up next Sunday, 8 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> wait for the truck, and then we're going to unload everything together so that you see the amount of work that is put in for these three gentlemen. That's been amazing. And if you see them, I want you to really encourage them. And I want you to really, uh, you know, like just high five them. They're like, ah, you're so awesome. Just encourage them. Who, is, who are these people? There's Chris. There's Garrett. There's a lot of people that helps too. Yeah. But uh, Chris and Garrett. Garrett. Yeah. yeah. These are the three main people that's been doing it. Thank you, guys. Thank you for sacrificing. Thank you for what you do. And I, I think uh, if, if you don't mind, this is a challenge that we are giving you this, uh, this month. Join the build crew. Meaning just for one month, I want you to see it. Can we do that? Yes. Yeah, awesome, great. Next one. There's, I want to write that down. Who said yes? Okay. There's, there's more opportunities for you to jump in. Yeah. Another thing that we're doing, we're doing a meet the neighbors barbecue. Yeah. How many of you that know that God plays uh, strategically in this area? We have a lot of families who actually live in the same neighborhood and lot and uh, roads right here, right? Yeah. And so um, one of the cell group that meets here have taken the yeah. lead to be able to meet the neighbors where we're at. 
um, and we would like to serve them. What is more better in serving other people than serving them some good, delicious barbecue? Wasn't that cool that we were walking around? So our cell group, we, we, we walked around that one block. Where's Isaiah? And yeah, we walked around that one block, and we were just, people are not scared of Isaiah, because Isaiah's made in Lumberpool. Um, and so, uh, you know, like, we, we came up to random people, even on the street, that lives in the neighborhood, and just start conversations with them. And most people, um, I, I can think of maybe one or two that was a little scared, or like, what are you up to? But the moment they tell us, hey, we just want to have barbecue, and meet the neighbors, they're like, for reals? Oh, that's nice. Like, all of a sudden, they have this, like, that is so cool. Like, there's somebody who's been here for, like, 15 years. He goes, no, we don't really have anything like that here. How many know that we are creating an opportunity right there? Yeah. Come on now. Do you see that? That God is asking us to lay down our life for this neighborhood. And as we do that, uh, I thank God for uh, our brothers and sisters who are providing the meat. They're laying down their life when yes. they're doing that. And then they're going to show up and they're going to uh, help set up everything. And we want to invite you, those of you who say, I want to help, let us know. Okay? Let us know. We would love to be able to plug you in that. Our commitment is that we want to do this throughout the year. Yep. Uh, in this park, you know, how many of you know the, the new build park right, right here in City School? Yeah, and so a lot of people are always gathering there, and so it'll be nice, uh, an opportunity to just kind of meet people and love on people and uh, get to know your neighbor, be a good neighbor. Yep. All right, the last one that you can be plugging in into yeah. is yeah. the Monday Night Raw. Now, what this is, we It's are, not a wrestling match. <laughs> it is. It is. It's a wrestling with God. Uh, so, in this Monday Night Raw, we are going to have raw passion, raw prayer, raw. Uh, we're going to have raw praise, and we're going to have raw power released. Amen. Amen. We, for the next three months, we want to build a culture of prayer. We want to build. How many of you know that without prayer, nothing moves? I'm telling you this right now. We can have the best programs. We can have the best sermons. And by the way, sermons are amazing, I think. Maybe just, okay. So, uh, you know, uh, these are all great. But however, if we don't pray, nothing happens. Amen. We need to learn to push. We need to learn to pray until something happens. So we are believing that this is going to be an expression of that. So it's going to be from January to March every Monday from 7 to 8 at Take Your Seat. So you are invited. There is no food. After hours, restaurants closed. Okay, restaurant is closed. I, I know, I'm sorry. We give you water. Um, so you can come out, and then we want to invite you to pray together with us, to worship God together with us fervently to the point where our neighbors are, can't help but look. Like, what are these people doing? Do you know that we have clear windows that people can see through? Right? We are believing that God's going to bring people even in the praise line. Come on, somebody. Amen. Amen. Nobody else is excited. Amen. These are means for you to plug in. It's time for us to lay down our lives. Amen. Amen. And so, join in. Jump in. Find a way you can plug in. If you're not part of a community, I want to encourage you again. We are what you call a cell church. And um, would love for you to be plugging in into our community. We meet in living rooms, coffee shops. Uh, and different places where we really uh, do life, where the presence of Jesus, the center of our meeting. And so uh, be a part of that. Yeah. Hey, this 2020, won't you live beyond you? Yes. I want to invite you to live beyond you. Because by the way, your life is no longer, but it is Christ who lives in you. Amen. So it's time for you to live that out. Will you stand with us?